Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to All Gay Long. I'm Shannon. And I'm Nikki. And this is a podcast all about open and honest conversations all day long. Here we talk about our lives as a gay couple, all things LGBTQ+, and educate you and ourselves on queer history. Yeah, we're so excited to get started with this, and we really hope that you guys follow us along on this podcast journey and help us out along the way. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and follow us to stay up to date on our weekly episodes. We are All Gay Long and we really hope you join us on this journey and we will see you all soon. Bye! situation is taking a bit of a turn. We were just hoping for a nice wee day out. A little bit of time travelling. Maybe see some aliens. Actually, to be fair, we have done all those things. I don't think we expected to be kidnapped by them, though. Too much E.T. and not enough Independence Day in my diet. Anyway, here we are on a UFO... Well, I guess technically it's an IFO. Or is it just an F? I think I'm overthinking it. Anyway, you know what I mean. The scarier bit is that the kid alien is at the controls. I guess they're still finishing off its lesson. Might not be so bad if it wasn't for the fact that the outside is clearly visible. We can see everything. Which is kind of freaking me out. Because... I can't see the floor, even though I'm standing on one. All I can see is down. A whole lot of down. Just look at the horizon, Ziggy. Just look straight ahead, out of your cell, on the flying saucer, that you are currently being held captive on. As for the furry crew, well, they're having a great time. But especially loving the view. Have you ever seen those toys... 
that you get in cars that are stuck on the windows. Like a Garfield. Well, that's what the girls are trying to do. But they keep slowly sliding down the walls. Finn has seen the vast expanse of the desert. Removed a tennis ball from his fur and he's asking me to throw it. I can't be, man. I know it doesn't look like it, but it really won't go as far as you think. The craft has been rising in a slow, slow, quick, quick, slow pattern. The equivalent of kangaroo jumps when a learner is driving a car for the first time. My breakfast is not a fan. The waltz rhythm of the takeoff continues for a good couple of minutes until finally the kid alien figures out the controls enough to make it smoother. Not Fonzie smooth, but smooth enough that my sarnies won't be having a close encounter with the floor. Just as I was starting to relax, the craft went from nearly zero to something like a gazillion miles an hour. And now it all looks like the toys are sticking on car windows. Now, I would have guessed that using a spaceship that 100% has the equipment to go really blooming quickly would only take a few blinks of an eye to get to the Area 51 base. That's accurate. But only if it's being driven by someone who actually knew how to use the controls. The kid did not. We continued to swing back and forth and up and down, while me and the furry crew were holding on to each other to try and stop from twonking into the walls. There was one big shunt when we dipped and actually hit the ground, and I could see little bits of the ship break off. Huh. Guess that explains the wreckage. Back to the action. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see that the Da alien was getting more and more animated, and then everything became smooth. How it became smooth was that the kid pulled a random lever in frustration or fear, and we went from the countryside of Nevada to... up. In an instant... We were held to the floor in what felt like the clutches of a thoroughly put-out giant. Our bodies simply couldn't move due to the force caused by the g-force of the sudden upwardness. It felt like forever until the ship finally stopped and we flew up to the ceiling of the cell, stuck to that for a few seconds and then fell down with a... We lay there for a few seconds, regaining our composure, wondering if we had concussions. We managed to stumble to our feet and pause, and then any pain that we had left in an instant. We were in space. Okay, we were just in space. The Earth wasn't that far away, but by gum. We were in space. There were stars and stuff. It was awesome, in the truest sense of the word. Puny mortal. Ray looked round at me, and even she was blown away by the sight before us. Or at least I thought she was, until she pointed outwards and said, 
puny mortal. That star looks like a squirrel. The blackness of space, pinpricked with stars literally as far as we could humanly, doggily, and cattily see, lay before us. But it really did look like a squirrel. I took a second to break away to check out the other family. They were giving the kid a hard time, but before long, they were giving him cuddles. It was a familiar scene. We are mad at you because you scared us, but we have to love you, so come here. When they broke out of their huddle, the mother looked over at us and gasped. In the kerfuffle, I think they forgot that we were there. She casually nudged the dad, and by casually I mean she really scalped him in the rib region. He turned round, shocked and also re-remembered that they had captives. And then he mouthed something. I don't speak alien, but I still 100% understood which word he used. He went to the control panel and beep-booped something on a keypad. Then he gently patted his kid on the slight shoulder and took the seat of the craft. Now this was a much smoother ride. We were still travelling at a hell of a rate, but I realised that the beep-booping that the da had done had made ourselves safer. No more ragdolling around with every move of the ship. This time, it did only take a couple of minutes to get to our destination. At first, all we could see was the floor of the desert, and then a door opened. By door, I mean the sudden appearance of a gigantic gigantic hole in the desert that wasn't there a second ago. Really was quite impressive. The UFO or the IFO or the F slowly lowered down into the hole and the second that we were through it, that door vanished. The ship continued downwards, taking its time. Down and down we went and, as my dad would have said, this is a very long tube. You could get a lot of Smarties in here. But I like Smarties. After another couple of minutes, lights started to appear from below. The closer we got, I realised it was a docking station for the craft. I gathered the furry crew round and spoke to them. Okay, you lot. None of us have been in this position before. What am I talking about? Almost everything we do, we've never been in that position before. But this is big. So we have to keep calm, but we definitely have to keep our eyes and ears wide open and stay on our toes. Him? Sorry. Stay on our toes and pause. Docking sequence activated. Right. Here we go. Stick together and remember, Goonies never say die. Puny mortal. Yeah, I know, I know, we need to get our own motto and stop using the films from the 80s. Okay, Eye of the Tiger, everyone. Good grief. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The ship powered down and the silence hit us. We turned to face the cell door. The door of the ship was already open and we were just in time to see the family of three exit quickly, looking nervous. And as they walked out, two people walked in, I guess they were humans, dressed in blue overalls. Without even looking at us as they came in, they went straight to the crypto cycle and pushed it out of the craft. I could hear grumbles of annoyance from the furry crew, but I did expect that to happen. Only a minute or so later, someone else walked in and came straight over to the cell. It was a lab coat-wearing lady, tall and wearing what can only be described as spectacles. She pulled a small device out of her pocket, which she cupped in her hand before beep-booping the keypad at the side of the cell. The barrier vanished. I could sense Bobby and Cass coil, ready to spring, but they were good, and they held on. She lifted her closed hand that held the device and said, If I press the top of this, it will emit a frequency that will cause you all to collapse. Safely, but you will be incapacitated. Do you understand? If we muck about, you press that, we fall down, go boom. Gotcha. That seemed to be enough. So she ushered us with her free hand to go ahead. When we walked out the door of the spaceship, I looked up, and ooh boy, it was high. I mean, I couldn't see the top of the thing, but other than that, you could tell that the height between where we were and the surface would need more than just a very tall ladder to get to the top. We then left the docking area through a door that fed us into a corridor that had, you can't see us, but we can see you, vibes. Or maybe I've just seen too many sci-fi films. Either way, we kept walking down this long corridor. There were doors on either side, but not 
one single window, which was not at all creepy in any way whatsoever. There was only a left turn when we reached the end of the corridor, and after we took that, there was only a short stretch that had a door at the end of it. Ominous much? Please, stand against the wall, came the command from behind us. The white-coated lady walked past us, placed her hand on a panel at the right of the door, which then clicked open. She walked through and held the door open for us. All the while, her closed hand held that device that could make us fold like accordions being played by Andre the Giant. Once through the door, found we were in an office, a large office. Rather standard-looking office. Could find it in any type of boring building kind of office. It was actually kind of off-putting under the circumstances. I was expecting more lights, more shiny things. Or... Maybe I just like lights and shiny things. Maybe I've got a magpie in my family tree. CK? Yes. Focus. Gotcha. The door closed behind us. The click sounded louder on this side. My assumption is that it was not just locked, but very, very locked. She walked round her big desk, lovely wood, and took a seat. Please. Make yourselves comfortable. She gestured to the four seats on the other side of the desk. The wee ones all looked up at me. Crack on, youngins, you're allowed. Up they went, and I made myself comfy as well. I watched intently as she opened her hand with the device, and couldn't help but laugh as she took this devastating contraption and bombed her lips with it. Lip balm, I asked. You were going to take us down with lip balm. She looked at us in turn. You have all been evaluated and deemed no physical threat, but one can never be too careful. That's fair enough. So, what's the plan? Are you going to zap us with some memory-lost doohickey? Not at all. CK, what happens now is that you tell me everything you know. As she finished talking, she pulled her device out of a drawer. This was in no way used for lip balm. It was a very shiny, very efficient-looking item with an angry-looking red button on the top. Oh, boy. She pressed it. There was a slight hum and a feeling of being sucker-punched by a penguin with a surprisingly firm fin. I looked round and all of us had looks on our faces that could be best described as Yep, oh we're gonna barf Luckily that weird feeling stopped as quickly as it started And I no longer felt the need to share what I had for breakfast Oh breakfast, it seems so long ago now Are you all okay? She asked I checked with the wee ones Bobby and Cass were settled Finn? All right Ray? Mother? <laughs> yep, I guess we're grand. Is this the interrogation bit? What? Oh no, not at all. We need to talk. About what? About breaking you out of here, of course.
And there you have it, my friends. Part 3 of Area 51. Part 4, the final part, will be with you next week. Now, if you could kindly stay after the music ends, I've got a couple of things I need to mention to you. Till next time, my friends. Slancha. Your good health. Okie dokie, folkies. Thank you very much for staying by. The first thing I'm going to do is I've got a bit of a catch-up to do for Patreon shout-outs. Um, it has been two months since I... As I as I talk, it's been two months since I released part two of Area 51. Um, and I appreciate everybody's patience for hanging on in there. Um, I'm actually learning this organising thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely shown a, a vast improvement. So, the new Patreons are... Kristen Dunaway, Adi Ober, I hope I've said your name right, Karina Lingrath, hello Karina, Chloe Smith, Fit Like Quine, Stephanie Mattingly, and Tiffany W. Stratton. Thank you all so much for being uh, becoming new patrons. It's actually taught me over one of my goals which is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Very exciting, very appreciated. And I'm also catching up with sending out things as well. Um, now, unfortunately, things are obviously taking a bit longer to go from here to, say, the States, for example, or vice versa. So I will be sending them out. You will get them. They just may take a bit of time. I do apologize for that. I also have an interesting project that I'm coming up with soon, um, which I'm very, very excited about. I can't, no, I can't, can't go into details at the moment, but as soon as things become a bit more solid, I will let you all know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. I believe that is everything I need to mention to you for the time being, apart from my undying thanks to you all for listening and taking time. I will mention that there is a, a Facebook group, it's Mirth and Monsters, aka Finn's Fan Club. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram. So you can find me on Twitter, at Mirth's underscore Monsters. You can find me on the Instagram, at Mirth's73, Mirth73. And... I mentioned the Facebook group as well. There is also a website, mirthsandmonsters.co.uk. Yeah, check it out. You can access merch. There is a donate button on there if you want to do a one-time donation um, for Pepsi Max. That would be <laughs> very appreciated. And also you can buy merch on threadless.com. Just search for the Mirths and Monsters store. There's new stuff going up all the time, new designs. For the time being, folks... Thank you for everything. I will speak to you soon. I hope you enjoy the episode and the concluding part will be out next week. Till next time, folks. Daddy Flight. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.